Welcome back, Spartan Nation. It's that time again. Another episode of the Red Cedar Rundown. I am Gary with my co-host Clark, and we are the self-proclaimed number one MSU football and basketball fan podcast. Please subscribe to us and like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us your comments, and we will read them on the show every week. But let's get into the disappointment, which was uh, this last weekend, and the dust has settled on that disappointment. And although I'm not happy about it, I am semi-proud of this team. Um, We were pretty much undermanned. I would say this was maybe our B or C team with all the injuries that we have have racked up. And they stood pretty much toe-to-toe with the now number five team in the country. Um, our defense definitely played probably one of their best games. You know, maybe the conditions had a little bit to do with that. But uh, now that things are over and the way that things have shaken out, with all the nonsense before the game and now the nonsense after the game, I'm I'm pretty pissed. But I'll get into those arrogant assholes a little bit later. I'm out. I'm just I'm out again. I was in all the way back in last week. I'm all the way out again. I don't know what to think. <laughs> Sat through the freezing rain for garbage, waiting for the death blow that was finally delivered. Late in the third quarter, whenever it was, when Donovan Peoples-Jones just ripped my face off, ended the game. Game was over at 14-7. We weren't going to score any more points at that point. I think we all knew that. I was proud of the defense and the way that they played. They could only play as hard as they could for so long. I mean, when the offense going three and out consistently and having to trot them back out there, it was only a matter of time until they got burned. They were going to be worn out. So kudos to the defense if there's one thing to take away from this game. I think they did play well. Uh, Brian Lewerke, uh, shockingly, just one of the truly awful performances in the history of college football from a quarterback. I mean, I think we could have trotted Gary Casper out there, thrown left-handed, and we could have probably had a better chance to complete some of those passes. Those were... I I've never seen anything like that. That was that was that brought me back to my days playing Farmington Rockets. You know, I think I think I saw better quarterback play back then. I mean, if he was hurt, like our coach said, then he shouldn't have been playing. I don't Plain understand it. I don't understand it. If he was didn't practice basically all week, why was he starting the game? Shouldn't have been. I don't know. I don't know how that gives you your best chance to win when you're starting. How bad is our backup then? If our starting quarterback's throwing shoulder is that injured, where he has a literally was a historically bad game in the history of college football. They said it was like one of the worst in the last thirty or forty years that a quarterback has had. And watching it, it was it was a slow, slow death. Every time he trotted back out there, I saw I saw a couple times where Stewart got open on a slant pass, and the work he wasn't even close. We're talking about like ten yards downfield. He was overthrowing him by like fifteen yards. Like it was not even remotely close. So I I, I don't know what the coaches were thinking. And I'm done yeah. talking about Dave Warner because he's still just an asshole who has no idea what he's doing. We had to run a Philly special to score from seven yards out. A, a, a goddamn Philly special to score from seven yards out. Our lone drive of the game was three plays, seven yards, touchdown. Great. Glad we scored. Spartan Stadium was rocking at that point, just only to be brought right back down to earth. Like you were saying, it's weird. 
and maybe um, not a good sign if they wouldn't even take a chance on Rocky Lombardi playing the game. If they think our best opportunity to win the game is a one-armed Lewerke over a two-armed healthy Rocky Lombardi. And that one arm is his left arm, (laughs) not even his throwing shoulder. So that's great. His useless left arm. Let's try him out there against that defense. That's a great idea. It did feel like you were saying, like, I thought the only way we were going to win the game is if it was 14 to 7. Or ten to seven. <laughs> like, oh, I, I literally <laughs> thought we were gonna have to get a defensive touchdown to win that game. Oh, yeah. I was like, we're, they're gonna have to fumble. We're gonna have to pick it up, run it back for six. We're not scoring another point on yep. offense. Yeah, that was uh, that was a painful game, especially with the delay, with the rain. Um, Which I do wa- still don't understand why that happened. I didn't see any lightning near the stadium the entire time we had to evacuate. No, mm. that didn't make a lot of sense. But I do uh, want to just give a quick shout to all the people I talked to over uh, before the game and and during the game. Uh, and just, you know, showing the Red Cedar Rundown love. A lot of people. We appreciate ho- that. Hopefully we got some new listeners this week. But, uh, you know, you were saying there there were so many chances uh, for us to take control of this game and potentially make it interesting. You know, every time we seemed to gain momentum, we would, you know, there'd be like there was two tip passes that Michigan caught. <laughs> like oh, those could have easily been interceptions. Yes. <laughs> The second one, I was like, I, you never see that twice in a game. I don't even see that happen for a team twice in a season. Yeah. But that's awareness for our players, too. They, I don't know. Maybe it's luck. I don't, I don't know. I want to move past this game because it, it just sucked. Yeah. It sucked. I mean, I'm just going to bring up one more other miscue that was huge is the when we pinned Michigan deep and we got the punt, punt return and he fumbled uh i guess a ghost must have caused that fumble is what it looked like oh yeah so yeah that's basically every time we had a chance to do something or or make take the momentum a little bit further in our favor we had a miscue or if we faltered pretty much in those key moments and that ended up being the difference and michigan you know they hit the big play and you know they didn't have the most success on the ground they did have some success but i thought you know we definitely held them in check a lot of the times Higdon and looked pretty good though he did look good he looked for sure good. and yeah. and it, you know we i wouldn't say the holes were that great but he's definitely a tough runner and you got to give some uh michigan some credit um definitely i mean yeah, it's, it's Patterson it was a far better quarterback than brian the work he was in that yeah, game i'm not saying they're not good football players but outside of being a football player they're all basically assholes so who are we talking about? Just the entire team. Who? Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. I don't care. Yeah. We'll we'll talk we'll talk a little bit more about that. Like I said, but first off, I I have to, you know, our Lord and Savior, Felton Davis. Felton Davis. He's fallen soldier. Yep. If you didn't already hear, tore his Achilles in the first half of the game, and you know, with the rehab that that entails and his potential <laughs> questionable now NFL career ahead of him. You probably will never see another down in the green and white ever again. What a shame to have to go out in that shit storm of a game, too. Yeah. It's just, you hate to see that. It was terrible. So, like I said. Moment of silence real quick for Felton. Okay. Felton. Felton. We love you. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the it's just <laughs> the season of injuries just continues. You know, we're basically trotting next week will be our B team. 
if not our, our C team at this point. Did hear Cody White's coming back sooner rather than later. Really? Mark D'Antonio did say sooner rather than later. Well, I mean, we need Hopefully him. as in this weekend, but I don't I don't know. When you have to play your corner at wide receiver, that's never a good he sign. He also said we're going to see more of that, too. Justin, Justin Lane. Lane. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know things are pretty dire. Is that Chris Gamble out there? Justin <laughs> Lane. Who is that? I, who, I can't tell. I remember I looked at my dad during the game. I was like, is that Justin Lane playing wide receiver right now? And then we threw a ball deep to him. It wasn't even close, but it was weird. It was I'd rather see the ball go to Justin Lane than Matt Sokol, at I'd least. I'd rather see the ball go to Zeke the Wonder Dog. Okay? Figure it out on offense. <laughs> Good God. Figure it out. Yep, and uh, this week isn't going to be much easier. But I do want to quickly just touch touch base because it's been on uh pretty much covered by all the newspapers and the news and people are making a big deal about yeah, it let's but get this over with yeah let's, let's get this one over with let's hear about wine and jimmy here let's hear about him yep so as you have probably heard now you know the spartans do their usual walkthrough in spartan stadium where they lock arms walk one of the field to the other and this week you know they <laughs> There's a lot of stories going around about who was told what and, you know, whether the Michigan players were informed and, you know, a lot of different things have been said. Bullshit, 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 but bullshit, basically bullshit. they, you know, some Michigan State players got in a confrontation with some of the Michigan players, specifically Devin Bush, who proceeded to rip up the middle of the field. What after was he, th- he looked like such a clown doing that, too. Yeah. Such a clown. <sighs> yeah, it's, and I don't then, know if that was all a promo thing for the game. I don't really care. And then uh, you and then you had Chase win a bitch. Not none of the players seem to learn their lesson here. Is you Chase Winovich just the biggest cornball you've ever seen in your life? I mean, the kid's a hell of a football player. There's no doubt. I mean, he was in the backfield every single play. But please get the microphone out of that guy's face. He literally just just is. He just looks like an idiot. I saw him get into like a confrontation with Graham Couch on Twitter. Yep. He's a beat writer. He's not like a fan or anything like that. He goes, oh, Mr. Couch, can you do something for me? And then Graham Couch is like, uh, yeah, what's that? Hold this L. Oh, you really got him, Chase. Just, just, you're just a loser. Stop it. Just get move, take your win, move on, and... You deserve to win. The better team won the football game. No, I'm just frustrated I, no, right now. The I'm better just, team won the football but game. That's what I was saying. Like, you know, I don't. I have no disrespect for them as a football team and football players. But learn how to win. Well, they don't know how. They, this is this is this is their first big win over us, and this is once again going to be a season where we're probably going to finish six and six. We're, we're going to be lucky to finish six and six, and this is their Super Bowl. They don't want to admit that, but this is their Super Bowl. I want Michigan to beat us one time when we're at our best because we've done it to them plenty of times. When have they done it to us? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure all Michigan fans throw out uh, all of our previous wins because their oh, team yeah. sucked. Yeah. So, well, did they suck last year? I mean, they, they won finished, eight or nine games. They won, yeah. So they've beaten them suck, plenty of times but... when they've won ten games too. But yeah, okay. 
yeah, it's and then you know Jim Harbaugh had to continue to talk about it throughout the, the week. And, the incident on the field, right? We do this every game. We do it for away games and home games. I don't care when we said we were scheduled to come out. I'm sure we've come out late plenty of times, and other teams have gotten off the field when we go to do that. Guess what? It's our home field. Get off the field. Devin Bush, get off the field. Quit making it about you. You're a clown, okay? Get off the field. Do your little antics somewhere else. I don't have time for it. I hope Mark D'Antonio did smile. I don't really care. Coach Harbaugh should have gotten his player off the field. Shame on him for not getting him off the field because he put his player in danger and nearly started a fight. But, of course, he blames it on Coach D'Antonio, who put the schedule out there early. I don't care if they're late. If they're early, get off the field. You know they're going to do it. I don't have time for this nonsense anyways. You won the football game. Quit chirping about it. Enjoy your victory. If you want to chirp about something, chirp about beating us. And I'm fine with that because you won and you're a better football team and you deserve to win the football game. Couldn't agree more with what was just said. Um, and I guess, you know, we'll have to see next year when we actually field a full team. If there's a chance for us to to win the game, we'll be at the big house, obviously. An, an, an interesting point, uh, just looking at the schedule for next year, it is much later than normal. Uh, in November, the season. Yeah, it? it's end of November, I think, November 17th. Uh, so, you know, it's going to have a different dynamic than usual. Sounds like weather could play a factor in that game. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah it seems like the last couple of years, the weather has definitely uh, dictated parts of the game, at least the last two years. And it will be even more interesting. Michigan weather in, in November and November specifically is, is very unpredictable. So it'll be interesting to see next year, you know, I feel like this game always happens semi early in the season. So it's kind of defining game for both teams. You know, it's usually mid near the midway point of the season. So having the game towards, you know, the last few games of the season will be very interesting, especially if both teams are playing for something at that point, it could get even more chippy next year, but you know, uh, maybe we'll put them back in their place, you know, but Got a lot to improve on before I even think about that. Yeah, I mean, it will be. Uh, we'll see where things are at next. Need a year. new offensive coordinator, probably a new <laughs> quarterback. Need some wide receivers that can get open and catch the football. Need an offensive line that can block. So, the the fundamentals of football. We probably just need to start back at square one and try and figure this thing out. Well, don't play a quarterback with one arm. No, just know. find a new quarterback because I'm about done with the rookie. I mean, but how can he have such a regression from last year to this year? He looked fairly solid. He broke a school record in one of our games last year. So I don't know. I mean, something's just not there. And if he is hurt, shut him down. Yeah. Yeah, That's the part I don't understand is even if he is, the season is questionable at best. So why would you not? prepare your backup for the future that's part of our lo- i mean it doesn't shock me that our loser old coordinator would trot out an injured quarterback just yeah. guy's an idiot yeah but they said it was his you know little work decision and i mean okay. is well, a player at the, ever okay, at the s- end of the day i wouldn't care I'd be like if if he's not even practicing and he can't throw a football i'd be like i don't care if you want to play i don't i don't care if you want to be a hero and be a warrior sit your ass on the bench lombardi's playing yep so, things aren't the best. Injured quarterback, injured our not great. Our god and best player is done for his career, and you know the injuries are, you know what they are, as we mentioned them on every show. And now we have Purdue coming into town, riding extremely high, knocking off Ohio State, and uh, what was a pretty impressive victory. Pretty. Um, pretty solid <laughs> you know it was it was 
pretty much start to finish. They they controlled that game. So yeah, they deserve to win. Yeah, and they are. I won't deny it. They're a better football team. Well, they let's let's actually look at their their schedule here. It's a tale of two halves. Um, they lost, I believe, their first three games to Eastern Michigan, Northwestern, and Missouri. I, I was talking about Michigan game still. Sorry. Uh, oh, it's okay. I got lost in a trance there. It's okay. Yeah, you, happens you, to me after losses yeah, sometimes. Your blood pressure was rising there just a second ago. I can, Sorry about I that, guys. It. No, it's good. It's good for the rundown. Um, but uh, you know, and now they've gone off and railed off four victories. Not the best competition. Uh, Illinois, Nebraska, Ohio State. Well, I'm saying other than Ohio State, Illinois, Nebraska, and Boston College, I guess is is okay this year. But definitely trending in a different direction than we are. I would say. Um, and they're bringing in a pretty potent offense. The Purdue Boilermakers are actually averaging 514 yards of offense per game. So, you know, and that's second in the Big Ten only to Ohio State. Dude. So, yeah, a little freshman. And uh, their quarterback threw for 378 yards and three touchdowns. Oh, boy. So, you know. And yeah, I'm pretty sure his his average yards is second in the league, only to Dwayne Haskins. So we're gonna have our work cut out for us next week, and you know this is where our secondary secondary is really gonna be tested. Um, and they Rondale Moore, uh, one of the receivers, is pretty much a runaway right now for the winner of the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. So the kid's a stud. Yeah, they got a great offense, and you know they're like we were talking earlier. The one positive that we can take away from the Michigan game is our defense really stood up and, and played strong against uh, that potent Michigan offense. Me and my air quotes over here, and um, you know it'll it will be definitely our biggest test uh, for our secondary how, of the year. How fraudulent sure. is the Big Ten? How wrong was I about Ohio State? Yeah. I mean, you were pretty high on Ohio State. You were putting them up there with Alabama. I'm pretty sure. Didn't say they were better than Alabama. I mean, I'm pretty sure you pretty said sure that. Pretty sure we they, can check the tape. I never said they were better than Alabama. I never said. I don't think you said they were better than Alabama, but I think you I put them in I had them in my in final this, four. Yeah. Yeah. So you put them. So I was wrong. Yeah. Again. That's okay. another one. That's. Yep. So, yeah, it will be. Fraudulence. <laughs> yeah. Big Ten fraudulence all the way around. But um, their defense is. Uh, pretty young, but they have definitely improved over this last stretch of four games, and uh, you know they've won four in a row. So they allow the same amount of points per game as we do. But it, it may not matter against our offense, is is what scary is. Yeah. And you know, L.J. Scott was back, and you know he seemed to have. I did like when he throat chopped. Uh, what's that idiot's name? Devin Bush. Mm. A little throat chop. I didn't see that one. Oh yeah, when Bush fell, we tried to tackle him. He came back in the game, but. Yeah, so it was good to see. I, I mean, what did you think about LJ Scott in that game? I heard he was injured, and I heard it was his decision to play in the game. Um, I think he probably gave everything he could. Um, you know, he, I, he can only do so much. I thought he had some, some success running the football. He I was, did, but, but I, well, see, he can't, if, he, if we can't pass the ball, he's not going to be able to do anything with the offensive line that we have. Right? No, that's true. I don't know. I still think a healthy Ladarius Jefferson is our is a better bet than an injured LJ Scott at this point. Or Connor Hayward, Connor Hayward, for that matter. Here's the thing: I don't know anything about our offense. It's just a circus. So I just don't know what to expect from this point moving forward. 
It's just an absolute circus. Yeah, especially after the way that things went this last game, it's hard to see how we're going to score points. Um, <sighs> it makes me very nervous, especially if we have a, a team that puts up uh, a lot of points. What are you thinking this week, Air? Well, yeah, we'll get right into these predictions. Um, I've really had to had to really think about this one a lot because, as I've said, uh, offensively, Purdue puts up a lot of uh, a lot of offense, and defensively, you know, we're fairly strong. But uh, for Michigan State on offense, uh, it's just what what are we going to do? I I don't know how we're going to score points. But, you know, we were having the same conversation after Northwestern, and then we went and beat Penn State. So I'm I'm not going to pick against Michigan State this week. I will say that. So I think it's going to be close, and I think, it will, the you know, I think they'll, the offense and uh, strength of Purdue and the defensive strength of Michigan State will kind of even itself out. And I'm going to go with 21-20 to 20, Michigan State, one-point victory potentially walk off touchdown who's gonna score that justin lane (laughs) (laughs) pick six or Uh, jet sweep (laughs) justin lane jet sweep it's a good question clark you're calling my bluff here i i don't know who's gonna (laughs) gonna score for michigan state ladarius jefferson that's that's it well i'm gonna be completely different with my prediction then this week are we getting the benedict clark over here is that what we potentially are getting you're getting a realist finally finally you're getting a realist. finally he didn't look at my pick you're sheet. getting a realist no felton davis dead arm lewerke no run game boilermakers are gonna beat us they're riding real high right now. I mean, they blew the doors off of Ohio State. I mean, the doors. Nobody beats Ohio State like that. That was impressive. We're not exactly riding high right now. I'm I'm going Purdue 27, Michigan State 13. Wow. Final. Convincing. Didn't feel good Defeat. to say that, but it's just where we're at right now, folks. It's... It's just, I will, just I will a shit storm. For a couple reasons, it was hard for me to pick state. I still did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just it's hard to imagine how we're going to score points. It, Impossible to imagine. It, it, after we're watching the last game, it's really hard. And the other thing that's concerning is me picking Michigan State is my pick predictions have been atrocious. So, so yeah, but so I mean, fine. I think my, I definitely have a worse record. I'm pretty sure, like every probably single, by one game, I'm, two games maybe. I think I said that last time I was two and four, so I'm like two and five. So I've gotten two games right, and I think it was like Central and maybe Utah State. We didn't even. I don't think we even picked that one. So, <laughs> so hopefully, I can be <laughs> proved proved wrong. Hopefully, you bounce. Right. Hopefully, I'm wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Oh, I don't boy. think I will be, but I hope I am. It's going to be an interesting game. As I feel like we've said every single every single week because every single week it's a crapshoot with this team. It, you just never know what you're going to get, especially with the injury. So I'm hoping for the best. I'll be there. So look out uh, for me again. Spartan fans, I'll be passing out Red Cedar Rundown swag and, and stuff for the fans, and uh, hopefully you guys listen to the show every week. Um, but let's get into our mailbag. Um. 
only three mailbag questions. The excitement definitely died down after last week. Um, but uh, our first question comes from Pat B., I believe, in Commerce, Michigan. I'm not sure on that. Um, and he asked, Chris Salori just reported that U of M arrived early for their 10 a.m. warm-ups leading up to the scuffle during the Spartan pregame walk. Who is to blame for the drama during warm-ups? And should the Big Ten Trophy celebrations take place on the field or in the locker room? I think he might mean Paul Bunyan celebration. But So the first part, I got a little heated about this one earlier. At the end of the day, I don't care because we lost the football game. I think they're both to blame. I think I think both coaches are to blame, and I think both coaches knew exactly what was going on. They both loved it. They both loved stirring the pot. Yeah, D'Antonio was smiling because his players were walking towards Devin Bush, who's standing there like an idiot. And Jim Harbaugh did nothing to get his player off the field either, so both coaches are to blame. I'm done talking about that. Um, as far as celebrations with the trophy, I have no problem with them handing it to Michigan on the field. They deserve to. And if they want to celebrate at midfield, more power to them because I'm pretty sure we've done that at their stadium as well so i take no offense to that whatsoever yeah i um it's hard for me not to be biased in regards to who is at fault for this especially because they've michigan state does this every game basically since antonio has been there been there and they've had zero incidents with any other teams I i agree with you on that so and it seems like it was pretty purely communicated to the team prior to the game no i know they tweeted out when they're gonna do it yeah yeah and they were told while before they started walking to like move out of the way yeah so that's the part that it's hard for me not to say that it's it's if i had to give majority of the blame i'd have to give it to michigan but you know it it is interesting to see jim harbaugh now getting pretty fired up about the rivalry this is the most emotion i've seen out of him since he's been here in regards to this this game and um guy's a serial killer he's a fucking weirdo he is definitely a a weirdo weirdo, big time weirdo so yeah, I think it will. It's gonna definitely uh, next year might be the most intense year after this year. I, I feel like things are definitely escalating for uh, how good the teams have been in, in recent history. So you know it's gonna make the game even more interesting, especially like I said with the game being late next year. No doubt. Um, no doubt. In regards to the the trophy celebration, yeah, I'm with Clark. I don't mind. We're gonna probably do the same thing if we were to win at, at the big house next year. So yeah. Um, and I'm, that's good to see for the rivalry. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not happy about it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the next question, this one, uh, he actually gave us a question last week and he's a Michigan fan. So he wanted to, uh, seems like he wanted to stir the pot. So we're going to put him in his place this week. This is uh, Steve K from, uh, He's from, I think he's from Troll, California. Yeah, yeah. somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he said, MSU prides themselves on winning in the trenches, so it makes sense that they refuse to upgrade their shit field. Do you think after Davis's injury that MSU will consider switching from grass to turf like every other program in the country? I'll take this one. I'll start off here. So something to start off with. I'm just going to dissect this tweet real quick. He says, refusing to upgrade their shit field. So quick search here online, Sports Turf Managers Association of America. They do hand out a yearly award for the top field in America every year, dating back to 1994, college and professional and high school. Who won the award in 2016? Spartan Stadium, Michigan State University. Okay, no joke. The lady that does that, Amy Foudy, does an amazing job. 
uh, you know where they grow the turf that they put on the the uh, field at Comerica Park? It's grown at Michigan State University. And he says, uh, what else does he say here? Um, I mean, I like how he, he – is he trolling the Davis injury? Are you rooting for our best player getting hurt? Probably sounds about right for a Michigan fan, so I'm not surprised that you threw that little jab in that tweet. Thought you were a little bit better than that, though, but we'll see. Um, like every other, he says, like every other program in the country apparently is playing on turf. Is that what I'm hearing? Starting uh, to list off some teams that still play on grass. Texas A&M, ever heard of them? Yeah, they play in the SEC. Oh, Lane Stadium, Virginia Tech, ever heard of it? Yeah, Metallica, Enter Sandman. Oh, University of Virginia still plays there. Mississippi State, Michigan State University, the University of Florida, the Swamp, ever heard of it? Still plays on natural grass. University of Colorado Boulder, Northwestern University, Iowa State, just to name a few. Okay? So, no, I'm not too worried about them uh, switching to natural grass, and I think that they do. Or switching from natural grass. Switching from natural grass. I think that they have an exceptional field. And I think that uh, you can blow your Achilles out on any surface. My dad blew his Achilles out on hardwood floor playing basketball, and it was completely dry. So, no, next question. I'm done with that one. What do you have to say about no, that, Gary? I mean, yeah, just because Michigan switched their <laughs> turf. So we should deal with turf. Yeah, yeah it, it was a troll question. I <laughs> yeah, mean, we're done with him. Yeah. He might yeah. be working on a lifetime ban with more questions like that. Yep. I would institute a ban, but I appreciate him actually commenting as a Michigan fan, and it's funny. <laughs> And our last question, also someone who wrote in last week, Adam P. from Australia, one of our number one fans. Good on you. Um, he asked, if you guys had to put the loss on one particular thing, what would it be? Injuries, lack of offense, or Michigan is just a better team? Michigan's a better football team. Well, I mean, on paper, definitely they're a better team, for sure. We, I don't think anyone would have argued that going into this game, but... We also are half of a football team. So, I mean, I think if we had even half of our players back, it might have been different. I'm not making an excuse whatsoever. Yeah, I think if we have our number one cornerback back, you might not see that big touchdown pass happen. Yeah. So, I mean, there's. I mean, and I, and you I would say, say that about any football that's game that's ever I, happened. It's weird because it's like each one of those questions kind of build on each other yeah. because, you know, the injuries, I think, attributes to the lack of offense right now. Sure. Offensive line. And when you lose your top player and pretty much your entire team in the first half, it doesn't give you a lot of chance to win at the end of the game. Yeah, those storylines definitely build up. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they were a better football team and they deserve to win the game. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Just we got to deal with it. And with that, I want to give actually a shout out to my boys uh, who are part of the tradition. Um, it's myself and a couple state fans and then uh, a couple Michigan fans each year. We're actually in charge of hosting each other. Um, when it's in Michigan, they host when it's in state, we host. So, um, it's a great rivalry between friends and yeah, I heard, had to hear a lot of shit talking from them after the game and, uh, it wasn't fun, but, uh, I know previously eight of the previous 10 years i enjoyed doing it to them so gotta let them have fun when that's they, the, when they that's deserve the fun it. thing that we have to remember about this rivalry it gets our emotions going and we saw heard a lot of emotion earlier in the show from clark <laughs> and uh i'll you be know, all right don't worry guys you know, it's football it's michigan state we love we love our teams and uh you know that's why we do this podcast every week so you know we're moving on to purdue it's gonna be we're gonna be fighting for bowl eligibility and uh, we're hoping to get the dub next week. Uh, yeah, hoping so. I'm hoping I'm wrong. We'll see. It's going to wrap up our episode for this week. Please subscribe to us. 
follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Shoot us your comments. We'll read them every week on the show. Tell all your friends, all your Spartan alumni, all your Spartan fans. Tell everyone. So with that, as always, go green, go white.